1: Wake up, it's Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida, is a website. Coming up on today's show, Taniya Latson, probably the best women's college basketball player in program history, one-on-one with Corey Clark, and we'll talk some football. Wake Up War champ presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. Don't forget tomorrow's bingo night over at the Corner Pocket. Today, the lunch special, pressed ham and Swiss. You can check that out from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Only $8.99 and, and it comes with a side. Thumbs up if you're listening to us on YouTube. That'd be cool. Uh, five-star rating review if you're on an Apple iOS device. That would be cool as well. Corey Clark is here as usual, per usual. Corey, how are you, man?
0: I'm good, buddy. I think I'm doing better than you. Sounds mm. like you're still fighting it. Uh, how do you feel? I know you don't sound great, but how do you feel?
1: I'm a little lethargic. Got my the only mm. thing is like I cough a bunch, which whatever. But like I cough now, my head hurts. It's weird. It's been almost yeah. like day 11 now. Mm. Um, but they gave me some. They gave me some drugs over at the uh, hospital. So we'll see. Well, not the hospital. I went to urgent care. Or whatever. But I'll be all right. Nobody cares about that. Uh, I'll, I'll pull through it. I uh, care, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, we'll I be mean, busy. I don't care a ton. No. It was
0: more of a passive, passing question. I don't right. care that much. But I do care, man. I want you to be all right. all right. I want you to be sick.
1: That's right. That's right. I appreciate that. Thank you, Corey. We'll be busy starting today. Maybe that's what I need. Maybe I just need direction in my life. I need mm. things to do. I don't have children to chase around or a, a, a woman to drive me up a wall. Or make me happy. Make me whole. Right. Make me yeah. complete. Right. Right. Uh, we'll speak to Jaheem Bell, Jeremiah Byers, uh, Fentrell Cypress, also known as Deuce Cypress in some corners. And we'll finally get to talk to Keziah Holmes. All that later on this morning, so be on the lookout for complete wrap-ups and the video interviews up on our YouTube channel, uh, which is War Chant TV. So, Bell, Byers, Cypress, Holmes. Looks like we're doing some sort of quasi, maybe? uh, Alphabetical order? Kind of. Not exactly, though, because we get uh, K.J. Kirkland and Lamont Green Jr. on Thursday. So, for Green, would have been ahead of Holmes. But maybe Holmes, since he's been here a while. Yeah, maybe that's Um, it.
0: Yeah, seniority.
1: Yeah, so that's cool. I was hoping maybe we would get uh, Mr. Sertan, but we'll take we'll take these four young gentlemen. Starts at ten o'clock in the morning. So, are you going to be on transcription duty, stenographer, clerk?
0: Uh, no, actually, um, didn't know this was coming. So, I had a dentist appointment for Thursday right. at three, and then you know Tuesday afternoon they called and asked if they could move it to Wednesday at ten a.m. And I'm like, absolutely sure. I'd rather do it in the morning anyway and get it over with. Right. And uh, then I found out thirty minutes later that. Um, <clears throat> That, that that we're getting the newcomers, so I will not be there for the interviews. You won't get my hard-hitting questions or my transcription skills, mm. but I, I can still write. I can still get those uh, quotes. I can I can watch an interview and write a story off it as good as anyone. All right, well, there's literally there's, as good as anyone.
1: There's still breath in Ira Schofield's lungs, so we'll get plenty of questions from him carrying the day, which is yeah. But it's it's, it's also ups.
0: it's uh it, you know had the root canal and yeah, now they got to the put deal? a. They, they got to put a crown on it. I mean, oh. this is like a, a twelve step process, man. This is Clearly. crazy. I didn't I didn't know it was going to be this. This I think I went in in like early November, and here we are in late January, and I'm still now. I got to get the crown on it. Then I got to get like a temporary something other. I, who knows, man? It's Jeez. it's a and it's a two hour ordeal. I, I I don't know enough about dentistry because I thought a crown, just the way it sounds, is you just put it on the tooth and we're done. Yeah, like it should be a four minute but apparently it's very tedious and uh, time consuming and it's going to take uh, 2 hours.
1: Well they so, cut off what's decayed yeah, and then I they put the yeah. crown over it. So Yeah,
0: I thought that was kind of what the root canal was doing. I I I have made a point of not looking up anything any okay. of the terms of what they were doing. I didn't want to know um and now here I am. Root I gotta, canal no, is so, wild.
1: If you if you look at your if you look at your x-rays moving forward, you will see which tooth you got the root canal. On. Like you will see this white line on your x-rays. Oh, I saw goes, it. They
0: showed it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy, crazy looking. Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyhow, that's our oral uh, history of oral (laughs) dental history. Of my oral health, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I'm really curious to hear about Bell. I want to hear, you know, maybe what he thinks he can bring to the table or what he wasn't able to bring to the table there in South Carolina this past season. There was really high hopes for him going into 2022, and it just didn't really pan out for him. But he's obviously worth uh, kicking the tires on and bringing into your program at a position of need like that. And then Byers – uh, really interesting story, hopefully we'll get some more detail on it, but he's a, he's a guy that I think really his trajectory started as a junior in high school getting a invite to, I think, Prairie View A&M's Junior Day, um, and then he ends up finding a way to UTEP, and now he's at Florida State. Central Cypress was the number one overall prospect in the portal for a long while until Travis Hunter entered, and then Keziah Holmes We'll get to maybe see what he thinks about being in a crowded back room. Maybe he doesn't see it like that. Maybe he's realized they're all on fries. You know, doesn't matter what's mm. going on—milkshakes and burgers. I'm on fries. Malik McLean, though, uh, he used to do the program. He just sent out a uh, farewell. I think he went ahead and committed to Penn State.
0: How he about did, that? yeah. How about yeah. that. Congrats to him.
1: I mean, it shows you're in a pretty good place where a, a player's leaving you to go to a, a top-tier program like that. So, force eight in a good situation right now, roster-wise, right?
0: yeah and trey too i mean kansas state's not a joke at all they've been uh that's a good program and they've they uh and they got trey and then penn state yeah is one of the i mean the third best program in the big 10 the top 12 top 10-ish program in the country so yeah good for him i mean again i don't know how his career will pan out in happy valley uh he he was just not going to be a guy that got 50 or 60 catches here i don't know anything about penn state's receiver depth chart um but i just you know the look of the offense the look of the season McLean was in his second year, and he, you know, he just he wasn't an afterthought because that's rude. And he 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 made some big plays. He had a big catch against Florida, right down the middle of the field. Um, had some, had a touchdown against Syracuse. Had some night nice, had some big touchdowns in his career, but he just wasn't a kind of guy that you went into twenty twenty three thinking he was going to be a vital part of your offense. It was going to be you know he's going to get twenty five snaps a game. Maybe at Penn State he gets sixty we'll see i just you know and they and the, the judging from the way he said goodbye on twitter or on social media there certainly was no ill will there
1: yeah i know yeah he's got a two two graphics well two images one's a graphic image uh, with some text on it or whatever so he thanks his special his learning specialists and professors and also um hmm. uh, you know everybody at florida state for the last two years so yeah everyone's leaving on uh happy happy terms that's a good thing hey wanted to get your thoughts on this Corey. somebody to tweeted this at me the other day. I forgot to bring it up on the program earlier, but we do know that Tate Rodemaker is going to be back this season because he signed with uh, the collective the Battle's End. Uh, somebody was asking what do we think about them have possibly approached him before they had signed Duffy, but maybe he turned it down because he wasn't sure about his future at the time. Is that something? I mean, we you know, we, don't, we didn't necessarily say that they overlooked him to sign Duffy, but it was one of those things where it was like, well, man, I hope they – have a plan with this. Maybe it was one of those things where they, they could have reached out to him. Maybe he was kind of I – mean, I don't want to make you speculate here, but it's January 17th or 18th or whatever. Um, I didn't think about it that way. I was like maybe they just simply thought that, you know, they would go with Duffy and then see how the spring shook out and whether or not they wanted to extend him an offer. But maybe there was one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, I'm all right right now. And then he came back to them later on. I mean, that that whole process was a little bit curious, I felt.
0: Yeah, it was that you you, you announced the third stringer before the second stringer. Um, but, you know, that. I don't know how ironclad those contracts are either. Like as far as, um, y- you know, if he signs with the battles in, can he now not in, in April decide, hey, man, I want to go play at Kansas? Like I, I feel like he can still do that. So I just think it was, it might have been more like, hey, hold off, because I he might have been thinking, let me see if there's any any good landing spots for me where I know I can go play. And there's just, for a, for a kid like Tate Rodemaker, there's no, there. it's not like he, the people will be falling all over themselves to get Tate Rodemaker. So what's his best alternative to do what Chubba Purdy did and go be a backup in the cold for a worse program or stay here and be a backup for a good program where you know the system and if you perform well enough, there's a chance you go into 2024 as the actual, the the assumed starter. I just feel like it, it makes more sense for him to do this route as opposed to go fight for a job somewhere else where he doesn't know the coach, he doesn't have any goodwill built up. Uh, he doesn't. It, it's not a system he knows. Um, you know, I feel like this is a good a good chance for Rodemaker. It's the best chance he's got to play high level Division One football.
1: Hmm. All right. Second question of the day, Corey. If you saw two tickets from a sports book from MyBookie.ag, let's say for example, hmm. and one of them had Florida State making the playoff in 2023. Florida State making the playoff in 2024. Right now in this moment, which ticket would you pick? You can only get one of them. You only take one of them. They're both free of charge, but you can only pick one of them.
0: So uh, when you first asked it, I'm like, well, that's a dumb question because they're going to be losing half their team after the 2023 season. But I see what you're doing because it expands uh, in 2024. There's three times as many teams. Um, I think I would still say 23. It's a good question, though. It's a good question. It's a better question than it sounds like initially, but I would say, I think I would say 2023 just because of the, the offense and the quarterback.
1: Much deliberation, a little bit of deliberation.
0: Yeah, no, I just, it's so hard to know what they're going to be in 2024. They are going to replace a ton. Now, they have the, the... 12, though, Corey,
1: 12 teams. They would have been, been in there uh, yeah. comfortably this past season. Well,
0: have, no, no. what were they when they... That's when right, the, after the Florida game. I don't know, after actually, the after Championship
1: were, Weekend. I should, I should have looked that up. I'll try to look it up um, so they can find But the they,
0: they would have been in the conversation, for sure. And they would have been in if they wouldn't have screwed up the NC State game, without a doubt. But they did, though. Um,
1: so, I mean, that's, yes,
0: they did, but the point being, that's how close they would have been to being in the playoff, hmm. is one failed sequence at the end of a game in Raleigh. That, that was it. If they win that game, they would have been in the playoff if there were a 12-team playoff this year. And, you know, there were some struggles, clearly, with this team... And they still would have been, they would have had a chance. So can Florida State reach that kind of level in 2024? Or can we expect a, a team that's somewhere on the cusp of the top 15, maybe lucks out a win on the road that it shouldn't. And now you're in the conversation, you go, you go get in the playoff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly possible. There's just so much unknown. I, I Look, if we go with the trend that we've, we've seen, then yes, they should be a top 15 team in, in, 2024 and if you're a top 15 team you are right there you're one play one game away right now are they a top six team because you have to be a top four team as we all know to be in the playoff in 2023 are they close will they be closer to top four this year than top 12 two years from now Um, that's a very good question I I still think they're going to take a dip it's going to be a dip because you're breaking in a new quarterback you're breaking prop probably in a new running back some linemen, some defensive ends like there's going to be some holes to fill so I would still think I'd go with the uh, with, with 2023, but yeah, there's more deliberation when I talk talk about it than I would have thought, uh, you know, six minutes ago before you asked me the question.
1: Thank you for humoring me on that, Corey. Uh, mm. That poll at that moment, at least, coach. I'm sorry, the the AP poll <clears throat> at the conclusion of championship weekend, Florida State was 13th at nine and three, so just outside the margin. That would have been brutal, huh? Right. Missed out by one by the the slimmest of margins there. Three-loss, K-State was in there, but they obviously had won their conference, as did Utah. Utah was ranked seventh. They also had three losses, but they, too, had won their conference. Everybody else had two or less losses.
0: And I think, again, it's not—thinking about that. Like, yeah, Florida State fans would have been upset, and you you guys would have argued, made all these arguments about why they should be ranked higher everything, but you can't really be that mad when you're 13th in the country and you have three losses. Like it's a lot different when you only have one loss or zero losses and you're left out, as opposed to three losses and you're 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 arguing between twelve and thirteen and not four and five. Um, so yeah, it would have been a it would have been brutal, but not nearly as brutal as if they were fifth in the country, you know, and they didn't make it because uh you know just because of a you know the NC State game. Let's say it just that's what it, it would have made that NC State game hurt that much more. You're right? Like golly, you know. Like, once you lose that game, you're like, yeah, man, that that would have been a great win. That would have been a big win. We could have afforded another loss and still get in there, but we blew it, um, and that's how that that's – it would have just haunted you for the next uh, two months.
1: Do you think we'll be better sports, not just Florida State fans, but college football fans in general, if you're 13th, 14th, and you miss out versus the teams that are 5 and 6 that don't make the playoff now? Because you have to realize then, like, you know, they're allowing 12 people in this thing. Yes. Like, you know – what, what are we going to do? But it's still at the same time you still are so close from being let inside of this elite fraternity that you're going to find ways to probably pick at it, though, no?
0: Yeah, you will, but it, it's, again, it's like somebody arguing about being the 69th team or the 68th team in the NCAA tournament. Like, if, if you're arguing about being the last team left out in the, of the NCAA tournament, you have, you're have you probably 20-12. and 12. Like, you've lost a lot of games. So, again, it sucks. It's a bummer, but... It, you're all you're all it's all just degrees at that point so you can't it wouldn't be like an uh um you know a startling angering decision like oh my god i can't believe they left us out at 13 with our great nine and three season how many ranked teams did you beat well one and they weren't ranked when when florida state beat them but they're ranked now lsu's good now like that you just wouldn't have had a uh I, I think I look. College football fans are always going to find a reason to complain, but I think you'll have a little more um, understanding of like, yeah, we're thirteenth, we're fourteenth, we're not we're not fifth, trying to get into the top four. We're we're not twelve and one, and our only loss was on the road by a field goal. But they they're, they're going to put in two SEC teams instead of us. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll feel unfair, and that's all your that's all you you would have had plenty of chances to get into the top twelve, especially a place like Florida State. Um, you'll, you'll, you won't, I don't think it'll feel unfair if they get left out at 14th or 15th, um, because they have three losses. Another team has three losses, but they won the pack 12. Like you can't argue that, can you? It's just, you know, that's, that's life. That's like, it's going to be cool though, man. I cannot wait for the 12 team playoff. It's going to be, it's going to be, especially the home games. Mm. I just think that's going to be really neat, man. It's going to be a fun time.
1: How was headlines yesterday? Fun? Uh, yeah, we there crushed you want it, explore? it. Was there anything you want to explore that they kept getting in your way about and then let you spread your wings and fly?
0: Uh, no, they, we had a problem with Jeff's mic. No, so nice. he had to come into the room with Ira and I, and that Ooh. made for a funny second hour because of the, just the camera angle where like Ira, it was right over his shoulder the whole time. And they were, Jeff was like having to talk over his shoulder to Ira. So that was fun. Um,
1: other than that, no, not really. I'm wondering if I need to start listening to headlines again, and then bring things up from that show on this show that maybe I was I want to like uh, cross examine you about.
0: I mean, you should listen to headlines because it's well, a good show.
1: I'm mean, I download it, which is the, what really matters. We don't even care if you listen to ah, this that's show. That's true. Yeah. Just download, I don't
0: care know? if you listen. I don't yeah. care if any of you guys listen to this. Just download yeah,
1: exactly, it. Exactly. Please. That's all we ask. That's all
0: we Play ask. it with the volume on low. Play sure. it with the volume off. We don't care. Um, no, that you know we hey we like our we love our fans. Um but you know, I, I'm trying to think of something on headlines. Well, we talked probably a little too much about basketball cuz people are asking us about basketball. Mm. Um that that which the team played on Tuesday night, but you know, we recorded before the basketball game. It's 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 a, just a, we're just we're just bummed. You know, the three of us are big basketball fans, yeah, and big you guys Leonard are. fans. You guys are. And and really big fans and proponents of Leonard and it's just sad what what this is what what's happened and what this team has become with this program looks like it's become so that's that's a bit of a bummer talked a little bit about baseball opening days uh i think a month from now mm. which is exciting the softball team is ranked fourth in a preseason yeah. poll
1: they got three um, in the i think they got three players in the uh, d1 softball top 100 katherine Sanderscock yeah. and mac leonard and kaylee harding so uh, lonnie's reloaded because they don't rebuild over there they just reload yeah except yeah. for that how about the saniya um, latson lady
0: yeah, so you guys will get to listen to that interview. Um, of course, because of our impeccable timing, uh, they're coming off a loss. Uh, we, did, we didn't run the interview when she went 13 of 16 against number 11 NC State, and they pulled off the 20-point upset. We we're going to run it after they lost at home to Louisville, and she was 3 of 16 from the floor, whatever she was. But uh, look, the, it's an evergreen interview because it's about her as a player, like her growing up, how she got this good. I didn't realize she moved around so much as a kid. Um, she's, uh, yeah, well, she was. And like when you, and she didn't really start playing competitively until like sixth grade, which for somebody as good as her seems really young or really old to, to get as, and didn't really, she said, get like a full-time trainer to work on her game until she was like a junior in high school. Um, again, that just seems late to the game, but she's awesome. If you've watched them play, uh, you know that. And if you haven't watched her play and watch them play, you're dumb and you should, because she's really fun to watch. And... The one thing I didn't know, because I've seen a few interviews with her, but I haven't talked to her before, is uh, how bright she is. Like, it, it was pretty obvious very early. And I even asked the question, um, like, what's your, what is she majoring in? And what's her GPA? And, and I knew the answer was going to be a very high. But I think she said she's never made a B, right? Mm. She's always, she's gotten straight A's her whole life. And you can tell um, when she talks that she's a very, very bright person um so yeah it was a fun interview man and it's cool uh we will be doing more of these as as the uh as as the off season of football uh you know is more and more in our our present we can you know we can the good news at at a place like Florida State there's so many good athletes in all these sports like our man who was the Zaxby's indescribably good tennis player of the week yeah um you know you got you you've got got people that are nationally ranked Tania Latson legitimately folks She's the best player Florida State's ever had. I don't know that there's, I don't know who the second place is, but what she's done her first year at Florida State, and, you know, let's hope she stays here all four, is uh, unparalleled. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. She, she's, I think she's, she leads the ACC in scoring. She's won nine straight ACC Rookie of the, Rookie of the Week awards. I think she's won four or five ACC player. She's going to be the player of the year, the freshman of the year. She's probably going to be the national freshman of the year. She's going to be, she should be a first team unanimous All-American. And she's at Florida State. And that's, that's cool, man. And she's really, really fun to watch. And she was a fun interview. So I hope you stick around for that because it's, uh, it's insightful. It's always cool to talk to somebody that's awesome at something.
1: So we will uh, unleash Corey and Tanaya's one-on-one, but a couple of house keeping items here real quick we'll have a renegade express thread posted on the tribal council as you're listening to this so go ahead and get involved hop in there we'll break it up into a two-parter so we'll take your questions pretty much all morning all day on wednesday and then we'll record two shows and we'll drop one thursday and then one friday for you folks as well so maybe we'll try to get to these questions a little bit more in depth instead of bundling everything together but Or maybe we'll bundle them and just make it two tight shows that are like only 35 minutes each. Uh, But also, the portal closes today, kind of, as you're listening to this. Uh, You can no longer enter your name in the portal after midnight. But if you're in there already, uh, you can still find a place to call home. And the deadline to enter into the portal is at midnight. But compliance, which is the part of your university administration that's responsible for processing your information to put you into the portal and get you ready to go it can take them like two to three days to put everything through so while the portal feels like maybe it's come to its conclusion it hasn't it's never going to end it's never going to stop uh, two more days then we'll probably have like a full idea like by thursday-ish friday we'll probably have a full idea i mean that probably we will have a full idea by then of who's going to be available for this first window and then remember it Starts again and people can start putting their names in it after spring football, like in May or whatever. So the portal's not over. Check out warchant.com. Michael Langston got you covered on all the stops on the recruiting visits for Mike Norvell and his staff. And if there's any other portal guys that might be coming up to mind. It's a new year, new you. So give yourself a fresh start with my bookie, whether you bet to earn or to make the games more exciting. My bookie gives you the most for your money with their redesigned deposit bonus. Just use the promo code WARCHANT on a deposit of $50 or more to receive a cash bonus instantly into your MyBookie account. Using the bonus is simple. Bet the deposit amount just once, and then you're ready to cash out. No strings attached with MyBookie. Bet on the NFL playoffs, UFC, or play for a big share of cash prizes in their weekly online blackjack tournaments. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet, simple to win, simple to cash out. It's all there at MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code WARCHANT. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
0: I'm here with Tanaya Latson. Uh, Tanaya, you're awesome. We've all watched you play. Uh, it's pretty incredible to watch you play. I wanted to know, when did you first know, man, I'm better than all these people? Like, w- w- were you six? Were you four? Were you nine? Thirteen? When was it?
2: Um, I started playing AU around fifth grade, and then I started playing up with, like, the eighth graders. So I knew I had a little bit of game around that time.
0: Around so, yeah, the eighth like, grade? Fifth
2: grade? Yeah, fifth grade.
0: Okay, so fifth grade, though, so you're, what, 11, 10 or 11? I I guess yeah. that's how old you are in the fifth grade. Yeah. Um, before that, you were just playing rec ball?
2: Yeah, I was just playing rec ball. Um, I lived on a military base, and that's when I first started playing, like, organized basketball, like, in the fourth grade. So, yeah.
0: Were you good as a fourth grader in rec ball? Like, I know rec ball ball isn't the best. Uh, my mm-hmm. son went through it. There could be mm-hmm. games where there's, like, 13 to 9. But yeah. Were even your first year where you're were you like, okay, I'm I, I I understand this. I'm pretty good at this.
2: Yeah, I couldn't shoot a lick, but I knew I could get to the basket. So that was my <laughs> strong suit.
0: <laughs> so so take me then. Who was the first person to suggest AAU ball to you? Who was the first person? And I don't know if it was a family member, mom, dad, sibling, um, that says, You've got something kind of unique here, and we need to. You need to go play up. You need to go play better competition because you have a chance to be something really special.
2: Actually, I saw a flyer at my school when I, it was an elementary and um, I was living in Missouri and I saw um, a flyer at my school and I just ran home and I was like, dad, I got to do this. Um, I want to play AAU." So um, yeah, that's how it all started.
0: Were you self-driven? You, you didn't have a parent maybe behind you saying, come on, you're awesome at this. Was this kind of you falling in love with it all on your own?
2: Nah, uh, my dad really inspired me. Well, he kept me going, honestly. Um, even when I wanted to quit and I didn't think basketball was really for me, um, he still, like, inspired me and he pushed me to keep going.
0: Well, wait, when was that? Weren't you always good? So when when did you not think it was for you?
2: Um, I just didn't like the critiquing part of it. Like, I didn't think <laughs> I did anything wrong, like, even though I couldn't even shoot. And, I, you know, I had a lot of flaws in my game around that time. And I just thought I was the best and nobody can tell me anything. And I didn't like that part of it. So I didn't like the constant grind. I didn't like it. I didn't fall in love with the game until about like eighth grade. That's when I started taking it really, really serious.
0: Was that too also I imagine even in a where by the way, where did you start playing AAU Ball? You said Missouri? Yeah, Missouri. Where all of you lived?
2: I lived in Missouri, Hawaii, Texas, and oh. Georgia. And in Florida. Miami. Yeah.
0: Um, where in Hawaii?
2: Oahu. Honolulu. Oh. Yeah.
0: How long how long were you there?
2: I was there for about four years
0: is it is i know as a tourist it's awesome it's like this is unbelievable but Mm -hmm. what is it like to wake up every day in hawaii like that's your life did you does it get it's just like everything else you get used to it it gets kind of old it's like oh yeah there's some sun there's some beach no
2: no like it's so surreal like the um basketball court in the neighborhood it was like mountains in the background like literally a movie every day every day
0: (laughs) and you appreciated it even back then yeah
2: how
0: so how old were you in hawaii
2: I was going into the fifth grade. Yeah, I was going, well, okay. no, I was going into the sixth grade. I was going to the sixth grade. So, yeah.
0: And then, so when did you, so where did you start high school? What state were you in for that?
2: I started high school when I was in Atlanta. Yeah, I went to Westlake High School.
0: And you were there for three years, correct?
2: Yeah, three years, and then I moved to Miami.
0: And so your dad was in the Army, right? That's why you were moving so much? Yeah, that's why. How, what is it? How much does it help? I know at that age in particular, I guess every age, really, I'm a 47 year old man. It can be hard to make friends. It could be, it, it can be intimidating to join a new scene or a new, a new high school. How much did basketball help you kind of ingratiate yourself with new people because you were joining people that had been, but they were probably friends their whole lives. And here comes the new girl. How yeah. intimidating was that? And how much did that help that you were, you know, obviously so good at a sport.
2: Basketball really helped me making friends. Um, I wasn't, I was naturally quiet in school, but um, just getting out there on the court playing against the boys. Like, oh, shoot, she can play. So, I mean, I got a lot of hype off of just that and just like gaining friendship within the team. And that really helped me in regards of making friends.
0: So, you talked about how you couldn't shoot when you started. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now you make, I mean, you're like Larry Bird at the free throw line. It's nuts. You're Steph Curry. <laughs> you don't, you don't miss. I'm trying not to jinx you. Um, <laughs> But uh, I, you got it. What you made? You, you've already set some, some some records, I'm sure. But how mm. how many shots are we talking about? You getting up to mm. to be that good at the free throw line, or just to be a good shooter in general? But to be that good at the free throw line, how many mm. shot? Wh- how much work did it take to do that?
2: Um, just repetition and confidence. I mean, I didn't start training until I was my junior year of high school, and that's when I really started like really, really locking in and like appreciating the grind. Um, like I said, I couldn't shoot, so I needed to, you know, implement that in the game. And I shot a lot of free throws with my, my trainer, sometimes a hundred every time we train, you know, just to get repetition. And I feel like that really helped me, um, especially for the next level.
0: Was it like, Hey, you've got to make a hundred a day. You've got to take a hundred a day. Were there goals?
2: Yeah. Um, each, well, each training session, we shot a hundred free throws. Um, you had to make them and they had to be on net. So
0: Oh, they had to be all net. Oh, okay, yeah. man. Jeez. All right. That's cool. So um, so then you said that you started training before your junior year or right around your junior year, you got a trainer. Mm-hmm. So what do you think that, so whose idea was that? Was that a coach's idea? Again, a, a dad's idea? Because at that point as a sophomore in high school, uh, you had to know, okay, I, I'm going to be able to play college basketball and I'm pretty darn good, but yeah. you clearly wanted to be better. Yeah. So whose uh-huh. idea was that?
2: I think he saw me at a, a a tournament, and he he inboxed me on Instagram. He DM'd me on Instagram, and he was wondering if I wanted to train with him. Honestly, I didn't know who to train with or who to, you know, because sometimes trainers aren't the best, and you know. So I just, you know, I was like, I need to pick up on this shooting thing, so I just went with it. And um, ever since then, he's been my trainer since, and he still is my trainer. So. What's his name? Bernard Pitts, coach. Pitts. And is
0: he in Atlanta?
2: Yeah, he's in Atlanta.
0: So what was it, so Westlake, what was that like going to uh, going to Westlake?
2: Um, it was fun. I mean, um, being around my people and, you know, loving the culture that Atlanta has. And I built real friendships. That was my first time, like, really building real friendships in Raven Johnson and Brianna Turnage. So those were my first real friends. And I just enjoyed the moment. Um, we had a really good ride. We won three championships when I was there. So, yeah.
0: How much did you play as a freshman?
2: I started and okay. I played
0: a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that figures. Okay. So were you – I mean, I'm trying to think. So you moved in there before your eighth grade year? Like, when did you get to Atlanta? When did you move into the Westlake School District?
2: Um, After we moved from Hawaii, which was after my eighth grade year.
0: Did they know you? Did they know who you um, were? Yeah,
2: they did. Um, they heard about uh, my AU coach. He had, he had sent Raven and Snoop to Westlake. And he heard about me in Hawaii because I I think we had this one tournament, this one big tournament, and a lot of guys from the States were at that tournament and a lot of recruiters and stuff like that. And he heard about me. He wanted me to play on his AAU team, FBC United. And so, um, yeah, that's when I just – I was recommended to go there and be with Raven and Snoop.
0: What's the most points you ever scored in a game? I'm talking about AAU, rec, high school, whatever.
2: Oh, 52. And that was in – I think AAU. Yeah, that was AAU. I was in the eighth grade,
0: eighth or seventh. Oh, man. What was the score? Like 56 to, did you score all the points?
2: (laughs) I don't remember the score. I don't.
0: So you you score, when you're scoring like you score, I've always wondered this. Because, man, I don't know. I played some basketball. But if I scored eight points, I would remember all of them. I'm like, yeah, I'm up to eight. When you score at the level you do, do you know, like when you come out of a game, I had 33 tonight, or I had 52, or do you just have a feel that I think I might be around 30?
2: Um, When I was younger, my dad used to keep scoring. My little siblings used to, too. But now um, – But did
0: you – did you have a running tally oh, in your yeah, head?
2: Oh, yeah, I did. I did. I did. Um, do you still? Sometimes some. Sometimes I do, sometimes. Okay. But, I mean, um, it just depends because high – I mean, college – the score is up there, and you know how much play each player has, how many fouls they have. So, yeah, <laughs> that's
0: true. Yeah, you got the box score up there yeah, for you.
2: Yeah, we got the box score, so yeah, that helps me a lot. But I do mentally too.
0: So, uh was who who am I think you have you have five siblings, six siblings, six
2: siblings.
0: Could they were they basketball players? Any of them were they athletes like you?
2: Um, I have my little brother. He plays football, but other than that, no.
0: So, does it come from your mom, your dad? The, the just the my athleticism. Dad. Um, We
2: played
0: football, yeah. And so with you, and I guess it goes back to the first question I asked you, when Mm -hmm. did you kind of know I'm built different? Like people can't keep up with me. Most boys can't keep up with me. Most girls can't keep up with me. I'm faster than everyone. I can hang in the air longer. I control my body a little better. Like was that the same thing, fifth grade, or has that just been a constant work and work and work?
2: Um, kind of both constant and I just kind of knew, um, but I feel like I it wasn't really I really got that feeling until now, which is in college, especially playing at this elite level. Um, I didn't really, really realize my potential or where I could go until now. So I feel like now I, I'm like, OK, maybe I am a little I can I can stick with the best or I can go pro. And this is like now that I'm really sure of it, you know, back then it was just a dream. But now it's like, OK, I can really work towards becoming pro.
0: So even your senior year at American Heritage, you, you yeah. weren't a hundred percent sure that you, you could be a W or you could play at the I mean, I know you knew you could play at this level, but play yeah. to this level.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean that's high school. So yeah. good, good point. <laughs> like high school isn't always the best. So, um, but playing against players that work day in, day out, it's it's definitely different. And, you know, like I said, just coming in and being in college and playing at this elite level around elite people, um, that's my Oh, okay, yeah, I can play, or yeah, I'm really good.
0: Moment. How did the recruitment with Florida State? How did that? How did that go? When did you? When were they on your radar? Uh, when were you on their radar?
2: Um, I took an unofficial visit in the tenth grade here with Raven and Snoop. I didn't have an offer at the time. I was just a little kid running around shooting baskets, <laughs> and, you know, just hoping and praying they'll give me one by just being me. And um, by the end of it, uh, by the end of the visit, I got the offer from Coach Sue and um yeah and ever since then i fell in love and i told them right then and there that, they were my first offer and i told them right then and there they were going to be my top five so and yeah the rest is history and they were the most consistent
0: when you say you were on a visit though like were, were you playing like did they have you doing uh no, open no. open run uh
2: nah, i was just shooting around while they were practicing like i it wasn't the official wasn't the unofficial really yeah. wasn't for me i was just there to experience things but I guess they saw me shooting around and they just gave me the offer. So, yeah. Um, All right.
0: Well, that worked out for that worked out for everyone. So, uh, but what was your recruit? You said they were going to be in your top five right away, and they were your first <laughs> offer. Well, they certainly weren't your last offer. Yeah. So, how many schools came calling? And I, I assume dozens, hundreds, whatever. Everybody that could offer you did. What made Florida State? What What made you stick with Florida State? Because Florida State's had some great teams in the past, mm-hmm. but you know they're not the Yukon the of the world necessarily, not right, not right now. They're getting there. Apparently you guys are really good, but what made you, what made you decide to stick with them? And what was that recruiting experience like the last, I don't know, six months of it?
2: um Like I said, the staff was really consistent and I built really good relationships within the staff um, on my official. I took um, the girls really made me feel like I was at home and that I was already there. And that was my first official. And I knew right then and there, like, I want to commit now, but I had to, you know, spread my wings and see every other, everybody else um but I mean I knew this was a place that I can you know play for one Mm. as a freshman and um, make a change like just turn around the program and just lead them to a national championship so um I wanted to start my own legacy and be somewhere where we can really make a dynasty
0: how instrumental was Brooke in everything because when you committed I guess Sue was still the coach Mm -hmm. but Brooke had been the coach uh during the (laughs) COVID year so how much was your relationship with her? instrumental in you landing or staying true to Florida State and landing here?
2: Um, Ultimately, I talked to her the most. So I knew like we already had built a connection and we talked about any and everything, like from boys to basketball to life. So um, I knew like then I was going to just stay and trust her and stick with her. Um, Coach Sue was a legend. So, I mean, it played a part, but it really didn't. Um, Yeah, like I said, I built a really good connection with Coach Brooke.
0: I wanted to go back to something you just said. You, you talked about wanting to build Florida, take Florida state to a national championship. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got some good players. You, you've obviously got a good team this year. A very good team. You've got good players. You've got some grad seniors and you got older players that are leaving, but yeah. the core, there's a young core. That's very good. And you got good players coming in mm-hmm. people. When you're this good as a freshman, people are going in the, in the modern day college athletics are going to be like, man, I hope she sticks it out. I hope yeah. she stays here. We're building something. Mm-hmm. How important is that to you? Truly to stay at Florida State. There's there's schools you could go to that have a million banners. Yeah. But to, to bring one of those to Florida State, whether it's a Final Four, a national championship, an ACC championship, hang a banner, hang something that's never been hung in the Civic Center before.
2: Yeah, that's just the dream. Like, you want to start your own legacy. You want to do – you want to make a change in a community. Like, um, I really feel like we can, and that'll be amazing just for me and I know for the coaches and, you know, like I said, the community. So, I mean, I plan on sticking out. You know the rest of my four years here. I mean, rest of my
0: three here. So. Right, and with, with these players that are on the team, like I mentioned, I think there's. I saw the staff the other day that's like five either seniors or grad grad graduate <laughs> students. How did they? Because you're look, man. I'm I'm saying it. You don't have to. You're you're the best player on the team. You you take the most shots. You score the most. You're not selfish though. I, you know you don't shoot a ton, but you do yeah. shoot more than anybody else. How did they adapt to that? A freshman coming in being the star quote-unquote
2: that's such the beauty of this team like I know like everybody knows that it can be anybody at a given night and um they really support me and I support them and I we love each other on and off the court so it just makes my job easier and just to have teammates like especially upperclassmen to respect me and respect what I have going on right now um is a blessing
0: who's the most famous person in your phone
2: most famous person on my
0: phone. I know you got to have connections. I know. I mean, you, you travel <laughs> in circles that we don't travel. And I'm talking about. Do you know the um, Caitlin Clark or Paige Beckers? Do you know any of them? Have you ever gone up against th- those oh, kind of players?
2: I've never played against them, but I met Paige Beckers um, recently in, at the overtime event, and we did an interview together. It's on YouTube, and uh, yeah, we follow each other on Instagram.
0: Oh, but... there you go. Nice. <laughs>
2: I don't know if I have anybody really, really famous in my phone, like as far as numbers.
0: I was gonna say Sue and Brooke don't count. They're, oh. they're. I'm, I mean, I was talking about like you know, like a Tiger Woods or somebody like that.
2: Oh no, not yet, not yet.
0: So l- wrapping up here, what what are your goals? When you're already averaging twenty five as a freshman, hmm. um, do you have individual goals? Like you're gonna win ACC Rookie of the Year. You're probably gonna win ACC Player. I mean, heck, you, you win ACC Rookie of the Week every week. Legitimately, they could rename the award after you. But what what are your goals? Are they all team oriented? Because where do you go up from twenty five? I guess you could average thirty five or fifty if you wanted, but I think you, you seem to be more of a team oriented person than a team goal oriented person than an individual one.
2: Anything to make the team win. But my personal goals this year would be national freshman of the year, um, and just to stay consistent. Like um, I don't want to you know do a dip. I just need to stay consistent, or you know if not go up like you said so those are my personal goals and just to learn and soak in all the the new things that i'm learning now at the college level especially from upperclassmen and coaches and you know just taking in the experience
0: what's your major
2: nursing for right now
0: <laughs> you i mean do you get you must get really good grades you're a very intelligent person have mm-hmm. you always gotten good grades
2: yeah i've always been a 4.0 student
0: oh look at you don't you don't have to brag you don't have to brag <laughs> That's, that's impressive though. That's 4.0. So, uh, seriously wrapping up, I wanted to ask, uh, two more questions. Well, one really just, what do you think of the state of Florida? You, okay. you moved to my, the difference between you lived in Miami last year. Is that where American heritage is the South yeah. Florida?
2: Well, it's Florida. Yeah, Is that
0: close to Miami? What yeah. suburb? Yeah. What's, uh, what was that like? Was that a culture shock at all to, to go live in South Florida or, I mean, you were just so used to moving. It wasn't that big a deal. And same question about Tallahassee.
2: Um, no, not really a culture st- shock because I was like raised around predominantly white people, and then I moved to Hawaii with a whole bunch of Asians and Hawaiians. So it was just like I've been in those predicaments, I've been in you know environments. So it really wasn't much of a culture shock, if anything. It was like, oh, finally I'm home, I get to experience home, you know, and call this place home. But um, and what
0: and then what about Tallahassee?
2: Tallahassee definitely gives like Georgia a little bit, like <laughs>
0: yeah, it
2: does. Here it's a lot of like woody looks, you know, it's not really mean palm trees like Miami, but um, I mean, it's a good college town,
0: <laughs> sure. Here, I always tell people it's more like South Alabama than Florida. yeah, like when people yeah. think of Florida, you don't think of Tallahassee, it's more of a southern yeah. Alabama, southern Georgia yeah. type place,
2: yeah. yeah, for
0: sure. Well, tonight, this has been awesome, man. I hope I didn't bother you too much. Um, keep going. Uh, it's been literally, I'm telling everybody I know legitimately on Twitter, on this show watch this team play and watch this player play because it's it's once in a generation what you're doing. And what's cool about you, and I know this isn't a question, you aren't selfish. Yeah. People with your skills can, you know, I'll look up and you'll take 14 shots. A lot of people with your skills would take 30. But you you do seem to really want to make the right play and get p- other players involved. is yeah. I guess this really is my last question, then you're going. But is that something you've always had? Is the ability to kind of not just – get your teammates involved and make sure they get their chance too?
2: Yeah, I just want to play the right way, and that's always something that's been in my game. Like, no matter how much I score, I still want to get my teammates involved because this is a team sport, and, you know, that's going to win championships. Like, I'm not going to be able to just drop 40 every night or take a million shots every night. That's just looking bad on me and bad on the program. Like I said, I just got to get my teammates involved because that gives us all confidence.
0: Well, seriously, though, next game, drop 40. Just do it. (laughs) Just do it. Just Just to do it. Just to do it once, just to to show people you can (laughs) to Tanaya, that's awesome, man. Thank you very much.
1: Again, thanks to Tanaya. Uh, well done by Corey on that interview. A reminder, again, we'll speak to four, I think, newcomers starting at 10 o'clock this morning. So be on the lookout for that over on WordChant.com. We'll have all the video interviews up on our YouTube page, and we'll have, I'm sure, a story up. Uh, by lunchtime as well and renegade expresses up over on the tribal council go ahead post your questions transfer portal also winding down all the news over on the premium recruiting board for Corey, i'm aslan thank you for listening to wake up or champ presented by the corner pocket bar and grill